재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Listening to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Twice a week, we listen to what Koreans are saying to each other in mainstream or social media to get a little peek into what's trending in the Korean mindset. It's called Culture Pulse, and on Mondays, we're joined by guest host Violet Kim here in the studio. Hey, Violet. Hi, Kurt. Violet, you know, the first thing I always do when I go into somebody's house for the first time is I look at the bookshelves. You judge the titles that they have on their <laughs> yeah. shelves. I judge a book by its cover. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, but you know, it's a great way to get a snapshot of somebody. It is, is it to is. see what books they've got in their shelf right. and what they like. And um, there's a little bit of talk of that in the macro sense, that we mm-hmm. can understand Koreans better by looking at what's on the bestseller list. Right. What people are reading is a good way to take a peek at what they're thinking what about, they what they're about. anxious yeah. about. Mm-hmm. The top-selling book in Korea last year was The Courage to be Hated. Hmm. So that alone implies a lot. Um, it's actually not what it sounds like. Have you heard anything about this I've book? not heard that title, no. Okay, it's by uh, Kishimi Kiro and Koga Fumitake, and it's based on the psychology of Alfred Adler. And it's about how to find happiness through courage, regardless of your environment. How interesting. So no real inherent Korean-ness to the volume, and yet it was the bestseller here in Korea. Yeah, it's a self-help book. It's a about, you know, doing well regardless of your circumstances, it's not hard to see why it did so well. Yeah, it reminds me of, do you ever hear the book uh, Man's Search for Meaning? That was by Viktor Frankl. He wrote uh-huh. it in the concentration camps uh-huh. of World War II. Okay. And he said, even when everything is out of your control, mm-hmm. what's going on between your ears mm-hmm. is under your control. I think I've definitely heard of that yeah. title. Right. And this year, uh, another book made headlines by replacing it on the top of the best-selling list, okay. another self-help book More self-help. by the venerable Hemin, Hemin Sinim. Okay, Buddhist. Right. He's yeah. a Ivy League-educated Zen Buddhist monk and a professor of East Asian religions. And he's also a Twitter star. A Twitter star, mm-hmm. a monk Twitter star. Right. He did that thing where he retires from Twitter and then came back. Oh, so he, he makes a big splash. When he, okay, mm-hmm. all right. So he's tweeting his book out. Uh, what's the, the basic gist of his book? Okay, so this is his first book in four years, and within 10 days of its debut, it sold more than 100,000 copies, which is a lot. Okay. So that's online and offline rankings. Wow. And the title of the book is Love of Things That Aren't Perfect. That's my own imperfect translation. Okay. In Korean, it's 완벽하지 않은 것들에 대한 사랑. That sounds like a good translation, actually. Right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. So not perfect, loving mm. not perfect things or love of things that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means uh, accepting people's flaws, right? Or accepting right. the flaws of the world around you. It's not hard to guess you. what it might be about. He's hemin has been putting excerpts on his Twitter quotes on the book, things like, be a good person to yourself too. You know, just like you want to spend time with your loved ones, spend time with me, whom you love. Me Buy, being yourself. Right, right. Buy yourself tasty treats, show yourself good movies, just treat yourself. Treat yourself. That was a little of, bit of a yeah. paraphrase. That's almost yeah. a flip, uh, an inverse of the golden rule. They say, you know, treat others as you wish to be treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, treat yourself the way you would you know, treat others kindly. Right, a lot of people right. don't do that. Although it's kind of like you have to love yourself before you love others. There you it go. sort of uh, echoes that sort of sentiment. Self-compassion. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, you know, they, they neglect that. Right. And he said that it came from a, the book came from a place of compassion. And he thought it would be good if we could approach our imperfect selves, families and societies with a more merciful, compassionate attitude. 
Now, since this mm-hmm. is uh, the second self-help bestseller in a row, mm-hmm. uh, there must be inevitable comparisons. Between- right. According to a media report in the local media, it's it was compared to the bestseller that it pushed off the first mm-hmm. place. Um, mm-hmm. And it's seen as like another sort of fluffy self-help book, you know, meant to encourage tired readers, tired out from living in a hyper-competitive society. It's a whole different uh, approach, loving things that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a soft way to put it. The Courage to be Hated is a, a very defiant title. It's right. like, who cares what the rest of the world thinks? But Go ahead and hate on, me. Right, based on what people have been saying, I think that also is a little bit uh, fluffy, I guess. Mm. Mm. Are you into self-help books? No, not not really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, a handful of them. Mm. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, a chain reader of self-help, mm. but every now and then they're good, uh, kind of like mental hygiene, you know? They're right. like uh, good for, you know, your attitude, that kind of stuff. I, mean, I don't think they're inherently bad. I right. just think that if they are sort of presented as the problem, uh, the solution to like major social problems. It's like giving candy to yeah. cancer patients. Yeah, it's not it's, a panacea. Is right. It? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These books, uh, of course, are huge in other countries as well, mm-hmm. not just Korea. But, you know, they are bestsellers in the United States. Right. I remember that whole chicken soup series. You remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, I remember those. And then, I enjoyed uh, those. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> the Purposeful Life mm-hmm. and all these things. Is this the Korean zeitgeist now? Is, the, is this a nation that's calling out for help and uh, chicken soup for the Korean soul? Um, I mean, the book was tied to the sort of... Korean like craze for healing healing you may have heard of it mm. around five or so years ago I remember and, healing musicals does it have anything to do with that and healing vacations <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's all part of the same like you know you need healing from society yeah because it's so tough on yeah you. and I would spread a little love on your heart kind mm-hmm. of thing like a warm blanket mm-hmm. but I think that along with these books the rise of popularity in such books there's also like a rise in cynicism about these ah, books. ah really right have you heard of 아프니까 청춘이다? it's no that's the title of a book right it's if you're you're sick or you're hurting because you're young so it's about how like pain is part of being young and free and Whatever. And there were a lot of bad reactions to that. Yeah. Right. Like, if you're sick, you're a patient, not young. It is mm-hmm. kind of like the um, literary equivalent of comfort food, you know. little mm-hmm. comfort food is great now and then. Right. Too much of it, uh, it's you like know. Sugar. It's It's mm-hmm. too, yeah. So we've got some reactions We've in the actual voices of the people who tweeted or posted it. Let's roll that in our social media elements. This shows how exhausted we are from just living. Take out a sheet of paper and write down aphorisms that you think sound good. You'll find you have a lot to write. When you're done, you'll have what constitutes a best-selling book these days. The only thing these best-sellers have beyond that is fame and the qualifications of the author. Sorry. But it all sounds the same to me. Yeah, uh, I think some of these books do tend to uh, take common sense Mm -hmm. and the obvious and sort of inflate them a little bit, don't Mm -hmm. you think? All right, that'll close that topic for us for now. Uh, You can decide for yourself whether you want to go out and buy some self-help literature. Let's move on to topic number two. Women are getting into uh, exercise that's a little bit more intense in nature. Right. So high-intensity workouts are apparently growing in popularity among women. Mm -hmm. And the article didn't state it. Exactly, but the photos may 
made it seem like CrossFit, but not just that, but weightlifting and just intense exercises. So not yoga and Pilates and not that those aren't necessarily intense. H-I-I-T is the Mm -hmm. acronym, High Intensity Interval Training. And uh, CrossFit is one of the best examples of that where you're Mm -hmm. heaving weights but at a fast pace and then going to different body parts and uh, basically knocking yourself out in about 30 to 40 minutes. Right. Or any sort of, I think the article was also talking about any sort of weight training, anything that might put a little bit of muscle on your arms or legs. Women used to be afraid of that and now they don't mind it, right? I think it's, yeah, I think there's less anxiety about that. I think the idea of a good body has changed a little bit from just plain skinny to more muscled and fit looking. Almost a slightly more masculine aesthetic. Maybe women are catching up with uh, men in that sense, at least in their capabilities. Right. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a revolution, but it definitely is something Mm -hmm. that... um, Have you heard of the term (laughs) bossunyo? Well, I just did from you. That's an interesting term. Well, have you heard of the term peigunyo? No, is that somebody who eats bagels? No, it used to be the sort of a word to describe like an ideal body and face type for a woman. It basically means someone with a babyish face and uh, a glamorous or curvaceous like a baby body. girl. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. But now it's all about the bossunyo. There was a recent documentary called Bossunyo Tonsong Shide, Golden Age of Muscled Woman. Oh, wow. Or Muscle Woman. Do Korean find that attra- Koreans aesthetically find that attractive? Um, I don't know if every single Korean man finds it attractive or a woman finds it attractive, but I think mm-hmm. there are an increasing number of people who find it attractive. Sure. Definitely in the reactions, people were saying athletic women are attractive. And that will do them favors over time as they get older, muscle is your friend, right? Right, right. I mean, it definitely seems a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's healthy. All right. Well, we got a little bit more time. Let's hit topic number three, our final topic for today. Mm -hmm. A Korean-born chef of a Michelin-starred restaurant going public with some comments. Right. So Chef Lee Young-hoon, Lee Young-hoon, recently became the first Korean chef in France to earn a Michelin star. Oh, wow. His restaurant, Le Baston, earned its first star recently. It's a French restaurant, but it's staffed completely with Koreans. And the, f- the food is all French. None- the food is There's no French. Korean food. It's just all, you know, French cuisine. Yes, it is French, but he is inspired by Korean ingredients occasionally mm. and certain dishes like sujebi inspired foie gras, which incorporates like kim seaweed powder and anchovy broth. Mm. But according to Lee, he doesn't do this self-consciously with any intention of let's promote Korean ingredients. It's more an organic sort of decision. Oh, I know about this Korean ingredient. Like, I'm inspired by it. Why not use it? All right. So the Korean Food Foundation shouldn't contact him and try to get him for a full page ad in the New York Times, that kind of thing. No, no, nothing like that. No (laughs) ads about kimchi. Just Um, no kimchi, no, all right. Right. In in the interview, when he was interviewed by Yonap, the reporter did ask him about the globalization of Korean food and his thoughts on it. But he said, you know, he said he didn't put much stock in that. You know, if you do well with a Korean restaurant, it's because you put a lot of care and sincerity and heart into your food. Yeah. Not necessarily because there's a trend towards, you know, kimchi. Yeah, days. and the you know, without some kind of contrived fusion, a lot of the Korean, his, his own Korean origins and Korean flavors are kind of titrating into world cuisines anyway. Mm-hmm. Ideas of fermentation and soy and things like that are slowly making their way into cuisines that originally had nothing to do with Korean food. Right. Uh, 
uh, I guess Koreans must be proud, right? That there's this Michelin-starred Korean Definitely who's... Definitely proud. Yeah. There were a lot of people also saying in the comments, like, Korean celebrity chefs should learn from this guy. Because uh-huh. I think these days there's sort of a trend in men sort of cooking. Like, For sure. Kind of like Mosulnyo, there's Yuseknam. Ah. Like, sexy men who cook. Is that what that means? Right, right. Yuseknam. There's also been a backlash against that. Like, too many chefs Yuseknam. going on TV, spending more time, you know... On talk shows rather I'm than in the that. kitchen. I got to remember using them. Using them. Uh, yeah. yeah, the biggest shows are are men cooking in the kitchen lately mm. in Korea, isn't mm. it? But he criticized that trend, saying, "You know, you should be in the kitchen." Yeah, don't spend most of your time on camera, and right. don't uh, let it go to your head. At least, and- if you want a Michelin star. A Michelin, yeah, mm-hmm. that is serious work mm-hmm. uh, and something to be extremely proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also creates a fair amount of stress, doesn't it, for the uh, It for does. The chef. I don't think it's an easy job at all. Once you, you know, getting it is one thing and then maintaining it is the other thing. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll wrap up Culture Pulse for today. Violet, really appreciate you coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Koreascape comes right back after this. Mm-hmm.